So uh, yesterday I didn't get to this cover of USA Today. States have statues back. No, I'm, I uh, my emphasis was wrong. States have statues back. Uh, like I have your back? Yeah. Oh. Opposition to Confederate symbols has run into laws that protect them all around the country. So there are there were 754 Confederate monuments in the United States starting a couple of years ago. 54 Confederate mon- monuments have been removed, but more than 700 still stand. And many of them that people have tried to take down. I mean, there's plenty of places where ain't nobody trying to take them down. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them that they tried to take down, they're, they're running into the legally. You can't make them do it. That's when you get the mobs, pull them down sometimes. Right. Yeah. And then it becomes a political thing, which yeah. is probably the way yeah. it ought to work out, I guess. But I don't know. I'm, a, I'm of many minds on this. Well, it depends on the monument. Who, which particular statue is this? Of who? When did it get put up for what reason? Right. They're not all the same. Bingo. I agree. So I'm just becoming aware of the full story of this ridiculously hot, young, child of a starlet, fake USC student, Olivia right. Jade. Yeah. And her partying with the, the, like the, the, the highest up of the university people. Oh, it's a delicious story, and we'll have it for you in a moment or two. But first, it's take, uh, time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. When they look at it, they just say presidential harassment. And they say this doc has done more damage to Michael Jackson than his last doc, Dr. Conrad Murray. (laughs) Thank you for being here, Robert. Well, thank you for having me, and please just call me Victor. I am not going to do that. I'm fighting for my life! The overwhelming majority of you who use banks for the making of deposits and the drawing of checks. I am really hot, aren't I? We should be scared right now because corporations have taken over our government. Now, actually, men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. Other times, Singer and his associates use stock photos that they pulled off the Internet, sometimes photoshopping the face of the child onto the picture of the athlete. You know what I don't ever do? I never push my kids to. I always say, do the best you can. This is a defining moment of truth for this country and for every single one of us. I'm so f***ing proud of you guys. What I imagined, conveniently, was that porcupines sound a lot like me. Even tail drag Tulsi Gabbard could probably skate circles around our friend Tight Trucks Beto. Beto, which is a good skateboarder shot. Um, <laughs> Beto O'Dork, this person texted. Yo, good one there. <laughs> um, uh, I had two comments in there. Beto, something. Oh, the, the the using the bad language. We got several texts yesterday. He's used bad language. Are you serious? Do they mean Spanish? W- what year is this? You think that makes him more popular or less popular? It makes him more popular. Think about okay. it. Okay. I'm so blinking crowd of you people. Whatever yelled at his rally. His losing to Ted Cruz rally. Loser. Also So proud of losers. That's what I heard. Yeah. Also in that clips of the week, you had the uh that's the Today Show woman there, isn't it? About how I don't tell my kids they have to be perfect. I just tell them they just need to try. I don't push success. Because oh, delicious. In, the, in the background, my husband and I are bribing the university to get them in and photoshopping their pictures. So they don't have to try very hard at all. In fact, their test scores came out and they're out there in the 
in the public sphere, and they're 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 middling, like mm-hmm. mine were. I'm not trying to claim mine aren't. But, no, sure, it's, but uh, it's she's not, not uh, get into USC on our academics material. I told them, listen, don't stress yourselves out, don't ruin your life, just do your best, and I'll bribe your way in. <laughs> That's so great. So, listen, this is a piece from the Washington Examiner I'm going to be quoting by one Tiana Lowe, who we probably ought to get on the show because I like her writing. But um, just when you thought the college admissions cheating scandal couldn't get any dumber, TMZ revealed Olivia Jade, the influencer, daughter of actress Lori Loughlin, was on the yacht of Rick Caruso, the chairman of USC's Board of Trustees, as the RICO crackdown came down and her mommy was arrested. Um, And I think dad, too. I Uh, spent a lot of time on the yacht of the Board of Trustees at my university. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Serving drinks and... and Toweling it off after it came out of the water. As a sheer tableau vivant, the... Teenage pseudo-celebrity who made her name hawking cheap sponsored content on a tacky Instagram account, spending spring break in the Bahamas on the yacht of a board chairman of a school she bribed her way into, is pristinely infuriating enough. But it's even worse if you understand who Rick Caruso is and why his past year of performance exemplifies the core corruption corroding USC from the top down. Now... She and the daughter of this Caruso character are friends and sorority mates at USC. So, you know, that's not that big a deal. But Caruso, a billionaire real estate magnate and magnate and USC alum, promised to herald in a new era of increased transparency and accountability. Uh, um, and and so instead he he ushered in this. Um, oh really? I so he okay. I I thought you were saying he said that now. No, since it happened, you know, I'm going to usher in the new no, era. That was no. his vow. So that's what. She, <laughs> wow, wow. So he's a complete liar, then. Yeah, yeah. phony. Uh, let's see. Uh, Caruso was only one of three of the board's 53 members to publicly address the mass molestation of the university students. The hands of the campus gynecologist. Good for him. Caruso also famously banned President Trump from his mall, the Grove, putting him at odds with a great deal of the board's members. But so, so, so this this guy's uh, high up in the university. He's a which, swinger. Which gets to my question that I'm wondering a lot of these places. How many people know that they got a lot of rich kids bumping around there that don't qualify, that only got in because they're rich, while they're going with all that BS equality crap where you're not even allowed to say he or she because it's so unequal? And then in the meantime, you're not letting really hardworking students from across the country get into your school who might bring actual diversity to your un- to your university mm-hmm. because right. the rich paid their way in. I just I mean, that's a, that's a level of hypocrisy I can't even imagine. And then they tell the story of this Dean James Ellis, who was the uh, the leader of the MBA program, and it leapt thirty slots uh, forward in terms of national rankings, which are stupid. Which are stupid and stupid. Couldn't get any stupider. And he got a big, giant performance bonus, 70 grand laid on him. Then he almost immediately after that was fired um, because of his complete sloppiness in investigating the sexual assaults and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, you know what? It's mobbed up. It's the the rich getting richer and the powerful getting more powerful. And, you know, it's the way the world works. Always has been, always will be. Yep. It's just fun when it's laid out every now and then, especially if there's names attached. We can mock them. 
But good lord, you did that for your kid fine, but don't be bragging about your child rearing abilities. <laughs> Just oh. shut up. Here's what I do as a great parent. Yeah. You're oh. an ass. Oh. That's hard to take. You know who's not hard to take? Jeffrey Fowler, who we really like. We got him coming up. He's the tech columnist for the WAPO. Nike self-lacing shoes with an hilarious defect. Darn it. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was very excited about this. Tying my own shoes. Like a sucker. Come on. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. We are going to be talking about super cool tennis shoes. Uh, Elon Musk last night to announce their new uh, smaller SUV that they're going to launch in a couple of years. Wow. Judy rode in her friend's uh, Tesla the other day. Said, oh my God, I wish they had an SUV. Honey, I spoke to Elon, my friend Elon. Anything for you, my queen, my darling, my princess. Teslas are cool. Um, but, uh, Elon gave his speech last night announcing the new car and he was wearing a pair of Nike Air Jordan ones customized with the Tesla T on the toe. Oh yeah. Cause that's a hot thing right now for all your super cool young ish CEO types to be wearing tennis shoes. Cause I'm just kind of a casual guy. Okay, so it's like over the uh, yeah, top. Yeah, yeah okay. it's gone yeah. past. And now it's into like your grandpa's doing it. Oh boy. And so... <laughs> One of those things. So he's got his finger on the very pulse of tech. Jeffrey Fowler, Washington Post technology columnist, and joins us now. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? I am good, and I am also wearing super cool Nike shoes. Absolutely. So Too late. Take them off. They're right out. In. They're so in, they're out. <laughs> how long will it be before like business guys are wearing dress pants and hard shoes like to separate <laughs> themselves as the cool, young, up-and-comer stylish ones? It'll happen. In my lifetime. Give it time. Give yeah, it time. Give it time. Yeah. But I was all excited when Nike announced they had these self-lacing shoes, these new high-tech shoes. They're only like $350 a bargain. No more wearing out my fingers and bending over. No more bending over. Tell Just me about like the Nike. The yeah, tell me about the Nike self-lacing shoe. Well, so everybody remembers Back to the Future 2. That's the movie where Marty McFly you know, arrives in the future and he puts on a pair of, of Nike shoes and they self-lace. And for anybody of a particular age or who was, you know, maybe, uh, you know, 10 years old uh-huh. <laughs> in 1989, these remain the coolest shoes of all time. Um, so Nike's been working on making those into real shoes. Um, they did it first a couple of years ago with an even more expensive pair. But this year they said, oh, we figured it out. We got a pair. It's only $350. Oh, bargain. And and not only do the do they lace by themselves. Somebody bought a pair and it strangled a puppy. That's what happened, isn't it? <laughs> uh, not exactly, but it wasn't that much better what did happen. So the other thing they did with these shoes, in addition to self-lacing, they made them connect to the Internet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Internet no. of Things. My, danger, my danger. shoes need to somehow be connected to the Internet. Yes, you are not allowed to make any kind of product these days unless it somehow connects to the Internet. The Russians are going to hack into my shoes. What does the Internet possibly do for my shoe? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
so there's an app that connects to these shoes, and it uh, lets you, you know, customize them. You can change the colors of the lights. You can uh, go in and tune in specific fits that you want. Hmm. And they say you can apply software updates that will, they say, unlock things in the future. They hit a whole bunch more sensors and doodads in there that might, in the future, I don't know, give you data about how you're performing or poorly hot your feet are whatever (laughs) hot my feet are hey dude are you ready to go no no i gotta reboot my shoes first (laughs) well turns out that that actually is what happened so um when people got these shoes a couple weeks ago out of the box they pull up their phone their android phone with an app and the app says oh you need to update your software so they did and then it started turning the shoes into bricks. Meaning? They're just useless? They, 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 the shoes were no longer useful even as shoes. And mm. that's when the puppy wandered by. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, well, first of all, the people who bought these shoes got what they deserved. I want bad things to happen to those people. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? That's a so I'm wearing my Apple shoes and I got Android socks and I just can't make them work together. <laughs> um, yeah. For Nike, though, this is this is actually kind of high-stakes stuff because this is not Nike's first attempt to make a connected product, right? You may remember back in the iPod days, they had shoes with a special um, little sit insert in them that would connect and, you know, give your iPod data about your exercising. Then they had those fuel bands. So they were sort of the fitness trackers that came out. But they they ended up killing all those products. Like, they couldn't really make a make a go of it. So they were, when they came out with these shoes, they were saying that the Nike Adapt BB is what they are called, is the platform for the future for Nike. That it was all about how, you know, all these shoes to come were going to be connected and we're going to have all this data and it was going to be the way that they were essentially going to stay in the lives of their customers through this app relationship. So this was supposed to be more than a trick. All right, we really need uh, Jeff uh, Fowler, Jeffrey Fowler's arm around us as our tutor, because in reading your piece, now bricking is when something is updated and won't work. Okay, so that's a term we've learned. And I absolutely, this paragraph is hilarious in your piece about um, uh, these experiences. Like, you talk about Teslas that won't drive after an update or Nest Mm -hmm. thermostats that are freezing owners. Uh, These experiences have a name, and even a hilarious Twitter feed. It rhymes with spit. The Internet of Spit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's beautiful. If you haven't checked out that Twitter feed, I highly recommend it. God dang it. You know, I got my kids uh, um, an electronic drum set for Christmas, and my and, and I thought, this is so awesome because you don't want to get your kids a drum set. Nobody no. wants to do that. But the electronic ones, they wear headphones. You don't even hear it. I thought, this is great. I thought, my, my only problem is if it stops working. Well, it had this complicated computer pad that needed an updated software and we updated the software and now it doesn't work oh no and you know what an old drum with a pair of sticks would always work for the rest of time well and and so i just, had an e-set that was perfect for 15 years but just just the idea of you update stuff and it doesn't work anymore is so flipping maddening it is the internet of s i wish i could say the word it's a brick yeah you know i think there's there's a big lesson for us uh, about the future of all kinds of products and that is as soon as stuff connects to the internet you don't really own it anymore Right. Wow. You, don't, you can't really control what happens to it because you've essentially said, OK, company, I'm going to allow you to continue to have your fingers in this product, to change it, to update it, to even cut off service to it 
Uh, a good example of that is, you know, these a lot of there's a lot of printers out there that you could, you know, buy that cheap, you know, sort of ink instead of the official ink. Sure. Some of them pushed out a software update that made it so you couldn't even use the cheap ink anymore. Oh. So again, these products don't really belong to us anymore. It's really these companies' excuse to sort of stay in our lives, kind of going forward. How much connected stuff do you, uh, Jeffrey Fowler, have in in your pad? You know, did so you have, I, the I'm nest. A for, 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 for a lot of different reasons. But my job for the post is I try this stuff, right? So my poor family has to put up with uh, me bringing this stuff into the house all the time. And I've had some, I've had my own internet of S uh, <laughs> moments with some of this stuff. Like I had some, uh, some connected uh, fire alarms that for one reason went rogue one night oh, at no. 2 a.m. and started <laughs> to go off and I couldn't shut them off. I had to get a ladder and like take it down and right. screw it. Smash and it with a hammer. Literally, I buried it inside a pillow for a while. Um, I've done that. The uh, Internet of yeah. S. That's awesome. <laughs> that's I'm going to use that yeah. a lot. You know, Jeffrey, we, we absolutely love talking to you. I hope we can impose on you for a, another visit before too long. Thanks very much for the time. You bet. Yeah, and we'll have a link, of course, so you can read Jeffrey Fowler's fabulous piece at the WAPO at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Updates suck. They often do. Very, very often updates suck. God dang it. I suppose we get this worked out in the future someday. Maybe. We're on the cutting edge of all this stuff. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump at the Pentagon for a national security briefing and North Korea high on the list of concerns. We've got a mega lawsuit now launched against the participants in the admission scandal and American sour attitudes toward self-driving cars. Hmm. Well, I've been Speaking saying forever, do people want this? That's what I've said when I first heard about it. Do people want this? I want to hear this uh, study. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gotta reboot my shoes, please. (laughs) Honey, hold on. My shoes need to be updated. The app's saying I need to update my software. Put on your dang shoes. The Internet of S. That's absolutely right. We are cruising with our friend and agent uh, in his Tesla, and he's got, like, one of the really new ones. And it, it he hit start, and it took quite a while to boot up. I mean, just to be able to run. And he was annoyed because the, the old one needs an update or something, blah, blah, blah. And it's a wonderful car, but it's like, wow, you can't just, what if I'm, like, robbing a bank or got an angry husband after me or something like that? <laughs> I heard I start the car, and i got to sit there for 10 or seconds. Or want to go somewhere. I've never connected the dots that Jeff pointed out, where because we are so reliant on updates now, that we don't actually own these things that we own. I, that was really eye-opening, yeah. yeah. Hmm. News now with Marshall Phillips. Now, police are confirming they have arrested three people connected with the terror attack that left 49 people dead in shooting rampages at two mosques in New Zealand. And that's, a, that's a big number anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's like the Vegas number, which was horrifying. Oh, and yeah. uh, this is a country, New Zealand, that averages 35 homicides a year. Right. Oh. One of the people in custody the police are confirming is the gunman who live-streamed his own shooting spree. They have him in custody as well. Now, New Zealand's Prime Minister saying today... It is clear that this is one of New Zealand's darkest days. Clearly what has happened here is an extraordinary and unprecedented act of violence. 
I don't know anything about gun laws or anything in New Zealand. New Zealand hard to get a gun there. Uh, there are many, many hunters there. There yeah. are a fair number of guns, they could, but it's not nearly a uh, gun-e societies like the U.S. They could be like the United States forty years ago, for all I know. Where I went to school, people had literally had gun racks in their car. And nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah, cops only occasionally carry guns in New Zealand. Mm. Meanwhile, the president is at the Pentagon. He's there for a national security briefing. Trump making no comments to the reporters as he went into the complex. You got the vice president, Pence, and national security advisor, John Bolton, with the president. (laughs) Key topics at that classified briefing are expected to include the deadly shooting in New Zealand, Iran, Syria, and once again, North Korea. North Korea now threatening to suspend the negotiations with the Trump administration over the North's nuclear arms program and its leader, Kim Jong-un, it said, would soon decide whether to resume nuclear and missile testing. Is this just the very difficult eighth inning before the agreement is struck? Because you see that in a lot of negotiations. It's, it's going to be darkest right before the dawn. Except for, I haven't heard a single person, a single person who studies this, including you, say, they're not going to give up their stuff. Or, I haven't heard a, a single person that didn't say that. Or is everybody this the agrees. inevitable crumbling of what was doomed to begin with? Yeah, everybody right. agrees. He's not going to give up his nukes. No, it's his it's, 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 um, entire rationale for survival of this regime. They're not going to take me out. I got nukes. And this doesn't make Trump a bad person or stupid for trying. It was a Hail Mary pass in an unwinnable situation. Yeah. Guess what? He don't want war. That's one thing he don't want. He said in the past that he would destroy the United States. Well, well. (laughs) Ambassador Dennis Rodman clinging to a shred of hope. A woman from the San Francisco Bay Area filing the rebound of negotiations. Mm. I don't know. I tried. Mm. A woman from the San Francisco Bay Area filing a $500 billion lawsuit over the college admission scandal. Jennifer K. Toy filed the suit naming specific individuals, including actresses Lori Loughton and Felicity Huffman. The former Oakland Unified School District teacher claims a nationwide scheme denied her son and others the opportunity to attend elite colleges. Oh, stop it. How much is she suing for? $500 billion. (laughs) Half a trillion dollars? All right. So um, there is a, a, a Twitter account called the Internet of S. Right. Actually spelled out, which is funny. Because somebody had uh, tweeted that Samsung's got a new refrigerator that will ping your phone if you leave the door open. And the Internet of S responded, why the F doesn't it just close the door itself if it's so smart? <laughs> oh, that's good. I am so following that. Yeah, no kidding. Most, the Internet of S. <laughs> most Americans are still skeptical about self-driving vehicles, but a new survey finds some are slowly warming to the idea. But currently, AAA's annual automated vehicle survey finds more than 7 in 10 Americans are afraid to ride in the fully self-driving cars. AAA's Michael Blasky, though, says experience with automated technology will help ease concerns over time. It's going to take some time for consumers to catch up with the future of how our mobility is headed, but we believe that this technology does have the potential to revolutionize how we travel. Well, there you go. Even though 7 out of 10 Americans are still scared to get in one. Mm. Just over half of the Americans asked think that most cars will have the ability to drive themselves within the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. 
Meanwhile, Tesla has introduced its all-new electric SUV, the Model Y, which CEO Elon Musk told the crowd at the rollout has the functionality of an SUV but will ride like a sports car. And he said we expect it will be the safest midside SUV in the world by far. One last note, we've got a prequel to The Sopranos. It's going to be in the theaters next year. The new movie called Newark is being co-produced by the series creator David Chase. It will be released in September of 2020. And the role of New Jersey mobster Tony Soprano that was made famous by the late James Gandolfini will be played by his son Michael. Michael Gandolfini will play the younger Soprano in the new movie. Okay, so he looks like Tony Soprano. That's handy, but can he act? Yeah. He's been in a couple of movies okay. so far. That, okay. Because uh, James got Gandolfini good. was fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, that show could have easily fallen under the weight of its own serious subject matter if it weren't for his wonderful performance yeah. kind of driving. Yeah. So unbelievable. Although I'm looking is... forward to this movie. It'll be hard to keep me out of the theater on week uh, one. That I was a be- beautifully crafted sentence, Sean, but you got Polly Walnuts. Come on now. Yes. You got Christopher. There's plenty of wacky in that show. Indeed. I need to know at what age did Polly Walnut start wearing only leisure suits. <laughs> <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips on the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. D- David, he was an innovator in athleisure wear. He was. Yes. Ahead of his time. Yeah. D- David Chase is great, obviously. But there have been a number of reunion-type shows I've seen throughout my life where there's just way too much time spent on just the novelty of, Hey, huh? Huh? This is young Polly Walnuts, huh? Huh? Yeah, Let's all just look yeah. at him. I mean, they, they don't have any, there's no there there. Hey, Polly, why do you wear your hair like that? Yeah, you know, that's yeah exactly. The thing, right, yeah. Okay, um, so, hey, yeah. look at his new hairstyle that just started now when he's 20. All right, we get it. So, get it out. I hope it's not like that. Tell a story. You'd but, um, think he wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe I'll call him. Yeah, the fact that this wasn't rushed to production makes me feel that he's taking his time to do a good story mm-hmm. on it. But I could also be let down. God, there are a few things I like better than a yes. good Sopranos episode. Oh my God! Is Tony young? Tony fat? Tony wasn't that fat in the early seasons. Mm. He's just a big guy. Yeah, he gets yeah. a lot fatter as the, uh, the the Sopranos seasons go by. Bet Carmelo's a cutie in the prequel. You think so? Oh yeah. Mm. Well. What's her name? She's won more Emmys than uh, anybody. What is her name? Edie Falco. Edie yeah. Falco. Is, uh, she's an attractive woman. Okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> All right. All right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Strong and Getty Show. Any of these final jokes worth playing there, Sean? I want to. I want to leave one on the field. If there's a good a good joke there that you think needs to make it, nah. Got this text that uh, Beyonce wears a Beto hat. Kanye will be in a MAGA hat. That'll be the battle. Beyonce oh, versus Kanye. That's exciting. And if you're a moron. And they're, <laughs> and they're two hats. Mm. Um, also, this text. As we had this conversation yesterday, trying to figure out, um, 
Is it pronounced Beto or Beto? It's pronounced Beto, not Beto. It's Spanish for cultural appropriation. <laughs> Actually, I was Which thinking I found about humorous. This. As my friend Drew, who is fluent in Spanish, once uh, said to me, if you're learning a foreign language, get the vowels right. If you can get the vowels right, you're well on your way. Do you want and to hear him Nobody. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I play now. Beto O'Rourke is not oh, wait, a no, good that's the... skateboarder. I do no, like this, though. Beto, that's, that's my nickname that I've gone by for my entire life. Beto, that's... Beto. 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 That's, that's my nickname. I'm probably not going to say it that way. Beto. Beto. No. Nuh-uh. George Will, don't you know? He's a smart guy, conservative. Doesn't like Trump. What are you going to do? Conservative, hardcore conservative. Yeah, kind of traditional, His smart. favorite president is Calvin Coolidge. Mine, too. Love him. Silent Cal. Better to be silent and remain silent and be thought a fool. He's so. an atheist, but he doesn't talk about it much, George Will. He's not an evangelical atheist, as he says. All right. Anybody else with a contribution on who George Will is? Before used to we wear a to bow substance. tie, kind of gave up on uh, it. It's a little more, apparently. I'd like to cede my time to Jack Armstrong. Longtime Cubs fan. Love this <laughs> column. Four-word phrase common on late-night television, exclaimed by announcers giddy about their offers. Buy this kitchen knife that is so sharp it can slice and dice diamonds, and we'll throw in a non-stick frying pan that can double as a satellite dish. But wait, there's more. If you call immediately, we'll include a homeopathic cure for sciatica. Today's Democratic presidential candidates sound like late-night infomercials. A green deal, Medicare for all, reparations for some, free college for the young, increased Social Security for the elderly. But wait, there's more. At no additional cost, you get modern monetary theory, which I'd heard a reference to, but I wasn't really hip to what it was. MMT supposedly banishes nitpicking worries about how to pay for things. He says it's the Democrats' intellectual breakthrough du jour. Although the theory remains somewhat hazy, or, as the Democrats say, it's aspirational. It appears to be this. The nation has, the fancy term is fiat money, meaning money we can print that it will not convert into something valuable. The money itself is the value, and everybody accepts it. They call that fiat money. A government that controls its currency need never run short of it. Therefore, and he says, non sequitur alert, the government can borrow and expand the money supply sufficiently to allow spending to proceed without any problem with government revenues as long as interest rates are low. In the words of three MMT believers, who he now uh, mentions, anything that is technically feasible is financially affordable. You just print more money. But there are people that actually, that's their actual theory? Yes. It's fashionable. MMT, Jack, modern monetary theory. Hmm. Here, let's see if this description helps you at all. Uh, modern monetary theory is a heterodox macroeconomic theory that describes the currency as a public monopoly and unemployment as the evidence that a currency monopolist is restricting the supply of the financial assets needed to I pay thought. taxes and satisfy savings desires. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. He quotes a couple of people saying that the economics of deficits have changed. So deficit hawks are beyond rare. They're becoming extinct. Um, well, that, that, there's no doubt of that. It did, didn't come up in the State of the Union address. Nobody's interested in talking about that at all. I I will be on the lookout this entire campaign starting, you know, weeks ago on how much policy is going to be involved in the campaign at all running for president. 
I don't know how much it'll be. I mean, the, a bunch of the candidates were asked about the new Green Deal and had to respond to it, but that wasn't their idea. They didn't right. come up with it and push it. Right. That was AOC's thing, and they, they were asked to respond to it. But who's pushing what policy? Well, it'll be all the hot buttony stuff, which usually ranks kind of down on what Americans are actually concerned yeah, about. But immigration and, and, and racism and global warming, the Green New Deal, that'll be big. We'll see. Its personality is going to win the day when it gets down to a binary choice. Insult contest? Beto versus uh, Trump would be a full-on personality contest, I think. Yeah. They'd be good on the stage together, man. Be laying some haymakers. Wow! What's uh, what's Trump's uh, shot at? I I still say, if I were to bet, I'd bet on Kamala as the uh, Hmm? nominee. She's pretty good. Newt Gingrich and I agree on that. Um, She's pretty good. That's saying much, but... Uh, so what's Trump going, what's his tack going to be attacking her? I mean, what are you going to go with? you got to be kind of careful. Well, the knock on her from the left is she is too tough on crime, so he can't, he right. can't hit her with that. Right. She's, she's come out pro-reparations, as I described the other day, in a rambling, strange, hard-to-follow speech, but you don't have to explain it. You just say you're in favor of it, and a certain percentage of the crowd says, yeah! So... I did, yeah, she's going to be tougher. He can insult the hell out of Beto and, and say really terrible things. And they can go at each other in personal ways. and um, But it's going to be harder against a woman, particularly a woman of color. Sure. Absolutely. And she would get, you know, she'd get the people of color and female vote to a certain extent automatically. Not with yes. everybody. Not with everybody. I'm not no. that insulting. No. But... uh That'll give her a leg up. You know what I haven't heard a single word about is how Indian Americans feel about her. Because she's, uh, her mom was Indian, of Indian heritage, India. Um, But she's always listed as black because that's kind of the racial minority du jour for politicians. Joe, when Joe Biden gets in, that's when everything's going to change. And the Mueller report's coming out any day. So it was supposed to be yesterday (laughs) or today. Apparently that hasn't happened. Well, today is still today, Jack. That's true. Tomorrow's could, tomorrow. Things often come out late on a Friday. They just do. So oh, in who fact, knows? yeah. That's it's like they the, pay is, no attention to our show hours. Is <laughs> that the most likely time to drop? Uh, 100%. I, I, would I, would, say. Yeah, yeah. I would say based on, yeah, past history, for, to this afternoon art, uh, you know, all across the country. Friday afternoon on a holiday weekend with the, oh, yep. with the St. Patrick's Day? Uh, yeah. Cultural appropriation, bigotry, hatred of my people, please, <laughs> as if we didn't suffer enough at the hands of the English. Read your history. How would you and then l- in America, no Irish, no dogs, no Irish need apply. Please, where are my reparations? How uh, would you like us to celebrate your day of St. Patrick's Day if, with, we, if we're not drinking green beer? Reverently, with I respect. that's what they do in Ireland. With, oh, my yeah. God. Oh my God! If I, you're lucky, I'm I'm sober. So how many right how now. many rivers and like cities of uh, bodies of water and cities do they dye green in Ireland? I again, you're looking for a fight. I know your shillelagh's at ninety degrees, but what what are we supposed to do on St. No. Patrick's Day? I am going to walk down to personnel to to human resources. That's what I'm going to do. Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Ogetti. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody, huh? Michelangelo, what's on your mind, my bra? Okay, this is kind of a uh, personal message to my girlfriend. Uh, Lori Laughlin, no longer part of the Hallmark Channel. So, ladies, there's probably no reason to watch this channel anymore. And uh, maybe we could watch something else like sports or something. <laughs> Positive Sean, your final thought. 
Yeah, there's not a lot out at the theater this weekend, but there was a really good movie uh, dropped on Netflix this week called Triple Frontier. Action movie, former commandos trying to steal millions of dollars from a South American drug cartel. It's it's not quote-unquote good, but I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, as I told you, I met with my financial advisor yesterday, and I have made a couple of investments, one in the Players Golfing Contest and something called the March Excitement. <laughs> yes, the March Excitement. Yes. Great. We don't even have teams out. Jack, uh, do you... Yeah, what the hell's up with that? Jack, a uh, final thought for us? Yes, parenting is uh, always, you know, you're reaching new stages, new levels. I've reached a new stage. As my son said to me, did you know on Google you can just type something in and it will bring up anything you want? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. And so he's discovered Google and how you can look up anything you want. And now I've got to either... I've got to both have the conversation and set parental controls and keep my eye on him and all that stuff. We're into a whole new world. My final thought on the eve of St. Patrick's Day celebrations is that my people, the Irish, if uh, they have, uh, there's this reputation as being like uneducated and brutish and drunk. And if you look at the history of, say, the Middle Ages and getting toward the Enlightenment, you'll find that there's a lot of truth to that. Very brutish, a little short on book learning and, uh, and, and fans of the sauce. Read How the Irish Saved Civilization by Thomas Cahill, if you're into that sort of thing. Oh, it was we with had leprechauns. A, we had a comeback. It was with leprechauns. The magic yes. of leprechauns. Yes. Armstrong <laughs> and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for the uh, links we talked about, the clicks, like Jeffrey Fowler's fabulous article about the Internet of S. It's funny. Yeah, it is. We'll see you on Monday. You'll be hungover. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.